Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. In my last podcast, I talked a bit about the Trayvon Martin George Zimmerman trial about the killing, about the law, about the ethics thereof. I don't want to go back into that so much. It's a tragic episode in American history, and I gave my opinions, and I certainly pray for all involved. I don't think we'll ever know the exact facts of what happened that night, but I certainly pray that we can change the circumstances and the uh, the kind of ethics and morality that gave rise to that situation. There was something that I said that a number of people took issue with, and I, I don't believe in being defensive about the opinions that I have. I, I try to be gracious and welcome debate, so I certainly can't be prickly about it. But there was one fact that I stated that some folks really questioned, and yet it's one of the most tragic facts of our generation. So I, I want to go back to it not by way of self-defense, but by way of making sure that we are all um, fully aware of this. I think you cannot be Um, a patriot. I think you cannot be a Christian, certainly. You cannot be even a good person and not care about this particular fact that I'm about to share. Uh, There is a kind of a murderous plague uh, being unleashed against black youth in America, particularly young black males. Uh, It is an astonishing thing, and the tragedy is that most of it, most of this killing Uh, Most of this murderous plague is unleashed by other young black males. Now, we can go down the road of what the causes are, but for right now, let's just just touch on the stats. Uh, The fact is that from 1976 to 2011, uh, almost 279,384 young blacks were killed in America. That is is astonishing. Almost almost 10% of the country. Uh, since the tragic statistic is that 93% of all killings of blacks in America are perpetrated by other blacks, and I'm speaking mainly of young black men on young black men, that means that in those years, 1976 to 2011, 262,621 people, young blacks, were killed by other blacks. The statistic is that in America... About 7,000 young black males are killed every single year. And of course, again, 93% of that would be perpetrated by other young black males. It is a horrible statistic. It's happening in in astonishing numbers. Uh, In Philadelphia, you are more likely to be killed uh, if you're a young black male on the streets of Philadelphia than you are um, had you been a warrior in Afghanistan. Uh, it is, it is uh, just, uh, the, the stats are, are unbelievable. Blacks in America are, are just slightly over 13% of the population, uh, and yet they account for more than half of the homicides in this country. More than half, can you believe it? Uh, it's, it really is something that I think people need to know, they need to understand that the, the real archetypical city of all of this right now is Chicago. Uh, Chicago is, uh, even though its its total murder rate is down over the last decade, uh, still about 500 to 550 uh, blacks are killed every year uh, in Chicago. In fact, you can count on the fact that by the time you hear this podcast, 200 uh, blacks will have been killed in Chicago uh, since the time of the Trayvon Martin George Zimmerman episode, not the trial, but the episode, uh, the killing that night. 
this is this is just uh, unbelievable. And the one that I need to say uh, again, always trying to be, you know, I'm trying to be objective at all times. I'm trying to look at the the real issues involved uh, because I believe uh, righteous, godly, serious-minded, patriotic people, good people who want to change the world. Um, need to know the facts that they know where to turn their weapon, weapons of benevolence, you know, where to address uh, their efforts, their money, their giving, their support, their help, who to get behind in these situations. Uh, what gets all the attention uh, is when a black youth is shot by uh, the police. Now, I need to say that this is also surprisingly high and the episodes are heartbreaking but it's a very, very tiny percentage of the total number of blacks killed in America. Still, we grieve and we urge, uh, of course, the authorities in our country to deal with rogue police, if there are any, if that's really the issue, um, address these things, make these matters public, institute policies to prevent them. Um, I think if you follow me at all, you know that one of the men I like and admire um, is the man who's been called, even in Newsweek in Time, the president's pastor up until recently. His name is Joshua Dubois. Now, he and I would disagree on a number of things politically, but he's an advocate for black men. I'm an advocate for him as a result of him being an advocate for black men. Um, I first became aware of him when he launched a protest in Boston uh, back in 1999. I'm sorry, uh, New York, back in 1999. You may recall that there was a man by the name of Amadou Diallo. Uh, He was uh, in a car, stopped by police, um, he only had a wallet on his person. Now, maybe there was some language barrier. Maybe he made some suspicious moves. I don't know. I wasn't there, and I mean to exonerate no one. Uh, but there were 41 shots by policemen into his vehicle. Uh, 19 hit this man, uh, killing him, and he was unarmed and doing nothing illegal. Uh, you can go online and see, uh, oh, 20 or so stories of, of this kind, um, every year, the estimates are hard to get your mind around, or really it's even hard to get the stats. But every year, uh, it's estimated that maybe 50, as many as 50 young black men are killed uh, erroneously by police. Um, and it's, it is a tragic situation because uh, think of a policeman in your average large city. Um, given the murder rate among young blacks, you know, the average policeman assumes I guess that a young black man is armed if he's called out to investigate him. And I'm sure young black men are suspicious of policemen. And so tragic things happen. The other tragedy is that in more than half of these cases, the police officers who are shooting unarmed young black men are themselves black. Uh, Again, it's really more of a policeman versus young, young man issue. Um, and yeah, the, the fact that the young man's black is part of the profiling, I'm sure. Um, so it's not so much a matter of bigotry, of course, when you have a, a black policeman shooting a young, a young black man when he's been called out to investigate some situation. It's just tragic in every single direction. So I want to make clear, every killing of a young man, especially an unarmed and innocent young man, uh, is tragic. Every single one. If the police do it, it needs to be dealt with and addressed and, and uh, efforts need to be made against it. But let's keep it in perspective. That's not but a tiny, tiny percentage. In fact, I'm not sure it reaches to 1% in the course of a year of the number of young black men killed. Most young black men of the thousands and thousands that are killed every year are killed by other young black men. It's largely guns 
and it's uh, uh, done, engaged, used as tools of dominance and violence and anger by black men on black men. So this is something that we need to know about, we need to address, we need to deal with. For, for me as a believer, of course, it starts, first of all, by caring and praying. This is not something I distance myself from because I'm a white man. It's not something that I can turn my head from and, and just say, well, let the bangers have at, have at each other, as someone said on television not too long ago. No, this is a tragedy. You know, if you, if you believe Scripture, and many of you are Christians, certainly those who are not are welcome, as I have welcomed you many, many times. Um, but if you are Christian or if you're Jewish, you believe that unrighteously spilled blood uh, has a voice that cries out to God. Now, I realize for the atheists listening, that sounds silly. Excuse us for a minute, diving into our, the interior of our faith. But the reality is that the, the, the blood of each one of these slain young men cries out to God, no matter who did the killing. When it's done by a brother in a family or a brother in a race, um, if not a brother in just a, the family of humanity, um, it is uh, even more tragic. So please know that the statistic that I shared in that last podcast is true. And again, I say that not by way of defense, but if you heard it for the first time, carry the sense of this tragedy uh, in prayer, in your mind, in your conscience, in your heart, and support those organizations that are making a difference. Urge uh, politicians to pay attention to these matters. Um, it's, it is probably, uh, in part, every solution that we're hearing. The issues are not just economic, they're also moral, but they certainly are economic. And education's part of it, and social justice, and uh, getting behind some of the great ministries that work among black youth. We as a people are called to bear each other's burdens. In fact, both in the, in the, in the Judaic uh, tradition and in the Christian tradition, um, believers are called priests unto God. The word priest, perhaps more than any other thing, means guardians of the land. I can't plant myself in the United States of America, talk to God, cry out to God, present myself as uh, caring about God's will on the earth and not have my heart broken and not be about the business of trying to end this plague on young black men in America. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, a frequent faith and culture commentator on CNN, Fox, and the Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Faith of Barack Obama, The Search for God in Guinness, Lincoln's Battle with God, and Killing Jesus. You can learn more about Stephen at mansfieldgroup.com and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnold, who also wrote, performed, and produced the Rockin' and Rollin' Podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.